Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm very pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight. Megan Lloyd, Adult Services Librarian. Megan has worked with communities and organizations around the world. She understands the power of bringing communities together through learning, exchange, and inspiring programming. Megan, welcome to The Sages Among Us. Thank you for having me. Well, Megan, you uh, have uh, lived outside of Nevada County, so where did you grow up? I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, near the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in the Appalachians. Quite far from Nevada County. Mm-hmm. And when you were growing up, what were some of the books or movies or classes that you took that had the biggest impact on you as a youth? You know, it's funny. I wasn't really interested in reading until about third grade. Um, and that's when my mom started reading the Harry Potter series to me. And that's when she says I really started to love to read. Um, the first novel I finished by myself was Alana by Tamora Pierce, and to this day she remains my favorite author. I took horseback riding, fencing, archery because I wanted to be a lady knight, like just like in her stories. Um, she just writes these incredibly empathetic and um, well-rounded characters. Oh, that's great. I love that. Be a lady knight. So uh, did you know what you wanted to be when you, when you grew up? as a kid? Not specifically. I always wanted to be a part of an organization that helps people. Um, many of my most defining moments gro- growing up were through this or- or international organization called CISB, which focuses on creating global friendships. So I went to Norway for a CISB camp when I was 11 and Austria for another CISB camp when I was 17. And they really kind of shaped who I grew up to be. So I grew up wanting to focus on creating and supporting communities, both in the local sense and in kind of a global sense. That's pretty amazing to be traveling at that age. Did you go on your own or did your parents take you? Um, So uh, for these camps, you go with, um, they send two boys and two girls and a camp counselor. And that's your kind of group that you go with. So I wasn't with my parents, but I was with uh, a group of people that I knew and was familiar with. I'm still just in awe that, that as a young person, especially the first trip at 11, that you had the desire and the self-confidence to travel like that. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And definitely going on a trip like that, it was scary, but it, it built my confidence to where a lot of my confidence came from growing up. I bet. Who were some of your role models while you were growing up? Um, Definitely my family. So my my grandmother was an elementary school librarian, and I would spend weeks in the summer at her house and um, a lot of holidays as well. She taught me how to sew. She taught me how to cook, and um, I even took, uh, she even taught me how to drive. Um, And she was 
really just this incredible influence on my life. She was very community-oriented. Um, and then, of course, both my parents, um, they had long careers in helping people. My mother was a social worker for the state, and my father ran a program helping underprivileged students in a community college. Um, so growing up, you know, caring about others and caring about my community was such a huge part of um, of my family and, and these people who were role models for me. Sounds like an amazing family that you grew up with. I, where, where did you decide to go to college? Did you stay close to home? I did not. Um, I went to the University of Redlands in Redlands, California. I had no real interest in staying in the South um, for, for college, and I went to this college recruitment fair and was just kind of wandering through the booths looking totally uninterested at all of the colleges that were close by and a gentleman reached out to me and he said you look like you're looking for something a little different um and he was right <laughs> and i went to the university of redland and actually created my own major so a lot of that was you know i'm going to take this class but i also want to add on three extra projects to really kind of make it my own and and learn my way and it was a really wonderful experience um, so I was able to do that for my undergrad, and then for my master's degree, I went to San Jose State University. So, uh, so you went to San Jose State and then Redlands. Uh, what did you study when you were at Redlands? What was your major? At Redlands, um, I earned a Bachelor of Arts in Film and Culture. Um, so I studied, you know, uh, the mechanics of film, but also. Um, how culture is represented in film and how we kind of build and create culture and communities. And what did you want, intend to do with that major? Did you know that you were going to uh, go ahead and get your um, master's in, uh, um, degree in library and information science? Actually, no. I wanted to be a movie director. So from the time I was like 12 or 13 into my 20s, it was really kind of a big goal of mine to to direct big sci-fi and fantasy films that kind of tie into all these kind of cultural influences I've had in my life. Um, and I tried the Hollywood thing and I just found it really disappointing <laughs> and um, wasn't really able to, to wrap my brain around it all that well. Um, I pivoted into library sciences because I wanted to pursue a career that would allow me to focus on family and community. Um, I wanted to work in a place that would welcome everyone, including my children, so that they could come visit me, but also that would allow me to help people and kind of have that personal personal touch that you don't really get through, through a movie screen. Well, you have to share at least one or two uh, early experiences in the movie field. Uh, <laughs> did you work on any projects that we might know about or uh, rub elbows with anybody uh, famous? <laughs> um, uh, in, in short, no. <laughs> I worked on a couple very small projects, um, and I think the kind of ultimate frustration for me was I was working, um, had, uh, helping this woman edit her film, and um, just kind of had this disagreement. Like, I gave her an initial version of how I'd edit it, and she totally disagreed on, on what it was, and I was like, but my way is actually funny, and <laughs> her way was not. And that, that film, unfortunately, did not go anywhere because my way was funny and her way was not. <laughs> and that was kind of the last straw for me is, you know what, maybe maybe this is more of a fun thing for me than a career thing. Well, and uh, did you decide after the Southern California um, 
and making a career change right away. What did you do next? Did you go straight to San Jose State? Well, I was, so when I was working in film, it was, you know, piecemeal here and there. So I was supporting myself by working at this event staffing agency. So what they do is they send staff to to big events, um, small events. You can hire a chef in your personal home for Thanksgiving, or we worked like Comic-Con and the Kids' Choice Awards. Um, And I started out actually working as an event chef there. Uh, Well, just in the back helping with food prep um, because I had had some experience with that going to a vocational high school. Uh, I was in culinary arts in high school, and so they said, yeah, that counts. You know how to chop vegetables in a professional way. Um, So I started out there and then kind of um, moved into the the office and um, was helping out with data entry and kind of built myself up to uh, office manager and then eventually to CFO of the small company. Um, and while I loved working for the small company, it didn't it didn't seem right. It was just something that kind of happened and it, it, I hadn't really I hadn't really had any agency in it. I hadn't really chosen it for myself. So I was thinking about what what do I actually want to do at this point because film isn't really my thing and um, even though I'm loving working for this company CFO isn't really my thing and then, I was talking to my grandmother, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a career, isn't it? To become a librarian. To become a librarian, yes. So you're listening to The Sages Among Us on KBMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking today to Megan Lloyd, adult services librarian. So you had really two careers before uh, making that decision to, to become a librarian. And how did you decide San Jose State? Actually, technically, I had three careers because before I went to L.A., between graduating from college and moving to L.A., I taught English in Japan for two years. Um, so that was that was another thing that I, that I did. Um, what brought me to San Jose State um, uh, was it's one of the, the accredited programs in America, um, and it's really the most accessible. Uh, library and information science program that that there is, I think. Um, Definitely, I think the majority of librarians that I talk to have gotten their their master's degree in library and information science have gone to San Jose State because it is kind of like the big big place to go for library sciences, interestingly enough. And it does fascinate me that to uh, be a librarian, you you, uh, really have to know an awful lot about an awful lot. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to uh, be interested in everything. Um, I think being a librarian, you, you really have to not have, um, not, not be stuck in one thing. You, you need to be able to kind of learn about lots of different things as quickly as they come up and, and take joy in that and, and learning and growing. Um, and taking so it sounds like you on. had the perfect pathway with your variety of interesting careers and then getting your master's in library and information science. Uh, what are some of the lessons you learned from those early jobs that help you now? Uh, so as an English teacher, I learned a lot about a community engagement um, and about how to be an effective teacher or member of faculty. It, it extends beyond the classroom. So finding ways to connect with my students to help them connect with what I wanted to teach them. 
Um, I remember one of my students just was completely disinterested in my classes and would spend the time talking to his friends, even to the point that he was sticking his head out the window and just completely ignoring my lesson. And then one day he, um, I, you know, I went to his desk and asked him if he needed help. And he, he looked at me and he asked if I knew how to drive a car. And I said, well, yes. And then he asked if I could drive a stick shift. And I said, yes, of course, my parents insisted. And his eyes just lit up and it was like suddenly I had earned his respect and from then on he was interested and participated in class. So that's, that's one big thing I took away is learning how to connect with people on an individual level and how that really helps people connect um, to topics, to, to learning and engagement in lifelong learning. Um, and then in my time in Los Angeles working in event staffing, I learned about compassionate leadership and people-centric management. Um, my time there taught me skills like active listening and attention to detail. And it, it's not just about doing your job well, it's, it's about, it's a way of respecting the people that you work with and the people that work for you. And, and what about um, coming to Nevada uh, County to, to come to the library here? Is that the first job that uh, as a, uh, when, once you got your degree that you came to Nevada County? Yes, it is. So I, uh, at the end of my degree, I was uh, an intern at the uh, Los Angeles County Library System um, at the West Hollywood branch. Um, and then at that time, we were also growing our family. So I had, I had my young son and um, my husband actually grew up in Nevada City and his family still lives in the area. So we had just had our son and this job came up in Nevada County and it was so perfect, I jumped at the chance to apply. So you are an adult services librarian. What is exactly an adult services librarian? So uh, as the adult services librarian at the Madeline Helen Library, my focus is generally on creating programs that are engaging and educational. So I work on finding and implementing grants um, I help put together things like the Nevada County Reads and Rights programs that just ended, um, like summer learning, uh, living room conversations, and the local author showcase. Um, so in the last year during COVID, I focused a lot on virtual programs, but also increasing access to those virtual programs through things like grants for Wi-Fi hotspots so that people could access things even if they didn't have uh, Wi-Fi of their own. Yeah, I do realize that a lot of people rely on the library for access uh, to the Internet, and that was something that they couldn't do. So that is a great service that was provided as the hotspots. Yeah, yeah, we were very lucky to get that grant, and actually I just found out that we got another one. So we're going to continue to have Wi-Fi hotspots for at least another year. The library does so much more than I ever realized, and, and one of the programs that I heard about that you, that you have uh, that you started and uh, people have been able to participate in the past is this living room conversations um, can you just tell us a little bit about what that that was or is yeah so the living room conversations is actually a national organization and um, we just happen to have a, a local contact who works with that organization Susila Mertens was a librarian at the Grass Valley Library and now is like uh, the library coordinator national, national scale for living room conversations for this group that puts together um, conversations that are 
civil, encourage civil engagement, and um, encourage, you know, just getting to know your neighbor. They're really very cool programs that uh, you come and you just share your experiences and you hear about what your neighbors have experienced. And even if you think you have a lot in common, you'll be surprised the things you'll hear at, at living room conversations. You really learn a lot about a lot about the folks in Nevada County. There's a lot more variety here than you would expect. What just amazes me that um, something as simple as a living room conversation is a way to really reach out uh, across many different interests and have that community engagement. And I just was impressed that to hear that that program was here. So that was a great great thing that you started. And, and uh, you mentioned the author showcase, the local author showcase. And so how long has that been hosted by the library? So this year will be the fourth annual local author showcase. We had to go virtual last year, um, and we aren't yet sure what this year will look like. But we did find that an online format reached a wider community. We had people who were really engaged who were coming in from like Napa Valley and even over into uh, Nevada um, who wanted to kind of be a part of our, our local local experience. Do we have a lot of authors in the community? Is that why the program was started? We have a huge amount of local literary talent in our community. Um, just pop by any library branch near you to check out our local author collection because there's such such an amazing collection that we're able to have and, and you can come in now and browse them um, and find out more about your local authors. Um, I think the program got started because librarians noticed that there was a need for outlets, for an outlet for local authors. We kept getting requests for author talks or book talks and that kind of thing. And rather than have them kind of randomly as they came up, we decided to dedicate a time each year where we could really make it special and, and give as many local authors as possible a chance to kind of participate and get their voice out there and, and make themselves known because we do have this incredible talent. Well, Megan, what is a day in your life like or what's a week or a month, uh, you know, an interval of time? What would we notice that you'd be involved in and doing? As you might imagine, there's a big variety in my days as an adult services librarian. Um, so I do a lot of research for program needs and grant opportunities. Um, I run the library's social media accounts. I prep for programs, whether that's gathering information or gathering materials or um, learning how to use a new, a new technology that's just come out. Um, I do outreach with local community organizations to collaborate on programs and information sharing and, and boosting the signal for whatever is going on in other, other community organizations. Um, I also get to use my film skills and projects like virtual tours of the libraries or even other government enti entities like the airport. Um, and then, of course, I'm the one who gets to play with whatever new technologies that the library gets our hands on, from VR to 360 cameras to 3D printing, um, just whatever has come out that's new, I get to explore it and then figure out how to, how to share it with the community. Well, it does sound like you have the perfect background for what you do. You're listening to The Sages Among Us on KBMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking today to Megan Lloyd, Adult Services Librarian. So what are some of the other programs that you uh, run at the, at the library? Uh, well, coming up um, is a summer learning program. 
So I think people look at summer reading or summer learning, as we call it, as something that's for kids. Um, and while, while it is a great thing for kids to have, it's very beneficial to keep, keep kids engaged in learning over the summer. It also keeps adults engaged in learning and lifelong learning. Um, this year's theme for summer learning is Color Your World, and library staff are currently working on programs to expand knowledge of cultures from around the world that might be an, an unfamiliar to Nevada County. Um, and it promotes reading for adults because studies show that that's good for adults too. It, it helps improve empathy, it improves your mood, it can even help with sleep. Um, so it, it really helps encourage good habits and, and lifelong learning. Um, and some other regular programs that we do is like the Lawyer in the Library program. It's a really popular service where you get free legal help um, through a 15-minute consultation from an attorney, um, which is currently online, and it's the first Friday of each month. Um, it's uh, our local lawyer volunteers are incredibly, incredible people. Um, they really offer a lot of amazing support. Um, and then another kind of amazing supportive program we do is a monthly tech check-in where we gather our local volunteers who have tech expertise and can tackle uh, issues people are having with their computers or their phones or their uh, iPads or whatever that they're dealing with. Um, we just all kind of combine our minds and tackle the issue. And it's amazing to be able to get together with this group and tackle those things that, that are kind of daily annoyance, daily annoyances that people deal with that um, we're able to help out with. Um, well, how do we find out about these? These are great programs. <laughs> yeah, those are, you can sign up for all of these programs on our website. It's mynovatacounty.com slash library. Just go to our events calendar. Wow, amazing. So uh, that, that, those are amazing programs that you have. What do you find that you enjoy most about your work? I really enjoy the background aspects of being a librarian. I like setting things up that I know people will appreciate and enjoy and learn a lot from and just kind of letting the dominoes fall and letting things fall into place for people. Um, I enjoy like answering questions, helping people figure out their problems or finding their um, tech needs or things like that. Um, I really uh, get, get a lot out of uh, being able to kind of sit down and assist somebody to find what they need. And the library is open again now, so people can actually um, come in. Is that true? That's correct. We have 30 minutes of browsing time per person, and we're open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, what, what is something that you find challenging about um, either your work as an adult services librarian or uh, as in, in libraries in general? What, what are some of the challenges? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is COVID. It's really hard not to be able to interact with our community. I think everyone on staff is ready to and happy that people are able to start coming back in and, and getting back to helping people one-on-one, -on -one, person to person. Um, it's really been a struggle to, to be apart from our community. Yeah, I imagine that has been a challenge for the staff as well as certainly the public who loves their libraries. Mm -hmm. How do you envision the work that you do and that, that libraries provide in the next decade? So we're really lucky to be in a community that sees the value in what we do. I think libraries are becoming kind of community centers. We offer free services that just aren't available every, elsewhere, 
and that need isn't going away. Uh, we're a place where people can come to discover whether that's a new book or a new skill or a new technology. I think as we move forward, we'll be more focused on those educational moments of discovery and community engagement. And what about um, the technology? Do you see, uh, like I know you have a 3D printer there at the library. Uh, do you see a lot of changes in um, what's available? Um, yeah, you know, it's it's always there's always something new, whether it's you know robotics or learning to to go to go virtual. Certainly, these days, that's a that's a big thing that people are learning to do, like how to use these technologies. And we're really excited to be able to help connect people to these new things as they come out. Yeah, it really is fantastic that you're open again and people can discover this. But I know you said that the website has all of this on on there. Mm -hmm. So when you're not working, Megan, what are some of uh, your creative outlets? Well, I love to travel and explore. I, I love to read, and I really enjoy watching movies and television. But most of all, uh, I love to bake. I would say that's my main creative outlet is baking. So have you come up with some amazing COVID creations? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to bake healthier for myself and my family. Um, and I've managed to convince my son that uh, muffins are breakfast cupcakes, um, and I can pack in something healthy whenever I do those, like some extra protein or uh, zucchini or something. And he, he totally falls for it every time and is so excited to have his morning cupcake. <laughs> well, what are some of the outdoor activities that you like here in our community? Oh, I just love... I love running around with my son and my dog. I love taking them to, to parks and playgrounds. I've, I've always loved being with animals, so I really love horseback riding. Um, and we, we love going camping and hiking um, and doing things that are just kind of uh, fun outdoors activities like uh, whitewater rafting. Well, you're clearly very involved in the community through the library. Are there other ways that you're involved in the community? Um, you know, honestly, between COVID and a small child, not as much as I would like. Um, I was raised Unitarian Universalist and would love to go back, get back involved in the local church. I just started dipping my toe in before COVID. Um, I, I was attending classes and meetups through the Nest, um, connecting with other you know, local parents. Um, I would love to get a chapter of that organization, CISB, started. Um, this is something I'm really passionate about. It was um, CISB is founded on the belief that peace is possible through building friendship and mutual understanding, starting with children. And so this is something I would love to do in Nevada County. So what is something that you really value about our community and makes you want to continue to live here? Um, gosh, I, I love the small town feel. I've spent most of my life living in cities. And while I really enjoy how easy it is to access everything in cities, you do kind of tend to feel disconnected in ways that you really don't in, in communities like Nevada County. Um, and then, of course, I love things like the county fair and the World Fest and stuff like that. I think events like that really make this community unique. Well, we're down to our last couple minutes, Megan, and I always like to ask people uh, what they'd like to do if they could, uh, if you had a magic wand to improve our community or uh, tackle a problem, what is it that you would like to see? Oh my goodness, I'm such an idealist. There's a, there's a huge list. 
Um, but if, if it was just one thing and it was an all-powerful magic wand, I think I would tackle uh, wildfires because it's just something that I feel pretty powerless against. Um, so if I had an all-powerful magic wand, I would reverse the causes and, and make wildfire safety ubiquitous and easy. It would make it so easy. It's just poof, bye-bye, destruction and drought. Um, hello. Easy, uh, uh, sustainable ways of dealing with the fire in our community. Well, I think all we can all uh, agree with that. And uh, <laughs> because you did bring up wildfires, is what are some of the resources that, that you can think of off the top of your head at the library for those of us that might want to become more educated uh, in the factors of wildfires or how to protect ourselves? Do you, are there things at the library that we could, where we could learn about um, or even read stories about? Yes, we definitely have a good collection, a good solid collection of uh, wildfire safety books. Um, and we also often partner with um, like Cal Fire and with um, our uh, local uh, Office of Emergency Services. Um, I, I'm going to give something away that I probably shouldn't, but I keep an eye out for our summer learning kickoff because I believe we're partnering with them for that. And you can, you'll, if you come to sign up for summer learning, at any age, you'll you'll get some information from our lo local office of emergency services on on fire safety and um, well, what to plan for this fire season. That's wonderful, and thank you so much. My guest tonight has been Megan Lloyd, Adult Services Librarian, and thank you for joining us, Megan. You've been listening to the Sages Among Us on KBMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for everything that you do to make our community great.